the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good evening and welcome to Contending for the Faith, where the cutting-edge Christian apologetic ministry addressing the issues and challenges facing today's church. And we are live, live for the next hour with your host, Bay Area pastor, lecturer, counselor, and expert on the cults, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner. My name is Gary Bell, and we're inviting you to call in with your questions, your comments, and your concerns. Our toll-free number is one 888 That's one Three six seven five three two nine. Don't be shy. Pick up that phone and let us know what's on your mind. Again, that number is one eight 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 F O R K F A X. Well, tonight Dr. Buckner and his family are away in Bakersfield, California, celebrating his mother's ninety first birthday. So we want to wish her a very, very happy birthday and traveling graces for Dr. Buckner and Nancy and the whole family. So tonight, Dr. Buckner has graciously given me the honor and the opportunity to bring you tonight's message. For those of you who may not be aware, I'm a licensed and ordained minister, and I'm an associate pastor at Bayside Church of Citrus Heights in California. So tonight I get to sit in the proverbial hot seat, and you can still call in with your questions and your comments, or if you need prayer, we're happy to pray with you. If there are any questions that I can't handle, we'll hold them all over till next week when Dr. Buckner returns, but we want to encourage you, call in, and uh, we're here tonight to entertain your questions, your comments, and if you need prayer again, we want to pray with you. So here's tonight's message. Here we go. Buckle up and get ready. What would you say if I could offer you a way to revolutionize your life, increase your joy, give you clarity of purpose, increase your confidence, give you much needed direction, victory over many of life's issues and much, much more. And it wouldn't even cost you $19.95. As a matter of fact, it's absolutely free. For the next hour, all you have to do is stay tuned because we are not pretending, we are contending for the faith. Well, way back in the latter part of 2010, a little upstart company by the name of Apple announced a revolutionary new feature for their phones. This feature allowed the user to video chat with each other. They called it FaceTime. So now if you had an Apple phone or device, you could not only hear the person you were talking to, you could also see them. By definition, FaceTime means time spent in face-to-face contact with someone. It's quality time. It's uninterrupted time. It's time with someone that is considered precious and sought after. As an example, we often have to set up an appointment with our bosses or our supervisors at work to go over important updates and key issues, and that becomes our one-on-one interrupted time with them or 
FaceTime. But I'm here to tell you tonight, my listeners, that the concept of FaceTime is nothing new. Long before Steve Jobs and Apple hit the scene, God had an app for that. David writes in Psalm 27 and 8, My heart says of you, seek his face. Your face, Lord, I will seek. David knew the importance of FaceTime with God. The question is, do we? You see, David's first important job was not being king over Israel. David's first and most important job was tending sheep because he was a shepherd. Now, on the surface, you might think tending sheep is a very solitary and and lonely occupation. Just David and those sheep day in. Day out, bah. But the reality is David was not alone. He was having FaceTime with God. Which begs the question, what does FaceTime with God look like? When David was having FaceTime with God, he sang hymns to God. He had conversations with God. He learned to listen to God. And he meditated on God's word. He was hanging out with the God of the universe and they were having a blast. Can you imagine that? That the very God of the universe who spoke everything into existence desires to spend time with us, to hang out with us. FaceTime with God, simply put, is spending time with God in prayer and spending time in God's word. And because David had face time with God, he could write in Psalm 62 and one, truly my soul finds rest in God. My salvation comes from him. He wrote in Psalm 59 and six, but I will sing of your strength In the morning, I will sing of your love, for you are my fortress, my refuge in times of trouble. In Psalm 52 and 22, he wrote, cast your cares on the Lord and he will sustain you. He will never let the righteous fall. In Psalm 119 and 11, David wrote, I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. But why is FaceTime with God such a big deal? Why is it important? You see, everything we do of any importance should have a significant why attached to it. Let's say that again. Everything we do that is of any importance Every activity should have a significant why attached to it. Do you know why you do the job that you do when you're at work? Do you know why you exercise certain activities when you go to church? When you're engaged in ministry, do you know the why of what you're doing? Let me give you an example. You see, at our church, our mission states, 
We provide people opportunities to become fully devoted followers of Jesus Christ. That's our why. So regardless of what activity or ministry that you're engaged in, you know that the why is, and and it gives you clarity and direction. We know that regardless of whether I'm helping people park their cars or I'm working in the patio cafe giving out coffee, my why is still the same, that we're there to help people, to give opportunity to people to become fully devoted followers of Jesus Christ. That's the why. We see everything through that lens. Every activity through that lens to help someone become a fully devoted follower of Christ. At the very heart and essence of face time with God exists one all important word, and it is our reason why. And that word is, is relationship. See, the why of FaceTime is relationship. The most important relationship you will ever have on planet Earth and into eternity is your relationship with God. If you don't get anything else out of this today, get this. The why of FaceTime is that it builds and develops an intimate relationship with God. God created us to have fellowship with him. If you call yourself a Christian, if you consider yourself a child of God, if you really and truly love this Jesus we talk about, then how could you not want to spend time with him? Paul writes in 2 Corinthians 5, 14, the love of Christ constrains us or compels us. But you see, we have a problem. The reality is we are having FaceTime, but it's not with Jesus. We're having FaceTime with the TV. We're having FaceTime with the morning news. We're having FaceTime with the computers and our tablets and devices. We're having FaceTime with our video games. We're having FaceTime with sports. We're having FaceTime with social media. We're spending more time on Facebook than in the grace book. And as a result, our relationship with God withers And suffers, we find ourselves with a multitude of problems and stresses that we were not meant to carry. We wander through life unfulfilled, never realizing the purpose God created us for. Paul writes in Ephesians 2.10, for we are God's handiwork, his workmanship, his masterpiece created in Christ Jesus to do good works which God prepared in advance for us to do. Problem is, we never figure that out because we don't spend time with God. We never figure it out because we're too busy FaceTiming other things. You see, there is a great benefit to FaceTime with God. In Hebrews eleven six, 
It says, God is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. When's the last time you diligently sought after God? When's the last time, like David, you said, your face will I seek? You see, David sought his face. He didn't seek what was in his hands. We oftentimes, we oftentimes go before God and say, Lord, I need this. I need that. Lord, I, I need money for the rent. Lord, we, we want what's in God's hands. And, and that's okay. But it has to go beyond just what's in his hands. We need to seek his face. We need to seek relationship with him. Because with him, there is life. John 10, 10 says, I am come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly because with him, there is purpose. Philippians 1, 6, being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus, because with him, there is joy. Nehemiah 8 and 10 says, for the joy of the Lord is your strength, because with him there is victory. Psalm 60, 12 says, with God we will gain the victory and he will trample down our enemies, because with him there is wisdom. Psalm 119, 98, your commands are always with me. And make me wiser than my enemies, because with him there is direction. Psalm 37 and 23, the Lord directs the steps of the godly. He delights in every detail of their lives, because with him there is confidence. First Samuel seventeen thirty seven. the Lord who rescued me from the paw of the lion and the paw of the bear will rescue me from the hands of the Philistines. Now, in conclusion, I want to issue you a FaceTime challenge that for the next 30 days, you will commit to spending at least 10 to 15 minutes every day in prayer and in God's word. And I guarantee, I guarantee you will see God revolutionize your life. Spend time with God in prayer. Speak to God. Pour out your heart to him and love on him. Spend time in God's word. Start with the book of John. Read a chapter a day. Download the YouVersion Bible app. Start one of their Bible reading plans. It takes 30 days of doing something to have it become a habit. Make FaceTime with God your new habit. I challenge you for 30 days. Do this. And I guarantee God will revolutionize your life. He will change the direction of your life. He will give you direction, purpose. You will see victory in your life. You will have confidence in his faithfulness. God will give you purpose. You will have new joy. I guarantee that or your money back. Amen. Well, it's time for us to take a commercial break and our phone lines are open. And we want to give you an opportunity to give us a call. That number is 1-888-F-O-R-K-F-A-X. That's 
367-5329. Don't be shy. Pick up that phone and give us a call. Our phone lines are open. That number again is 1-888-F-O-R-K-F-A-X. We'll be right back with more of Contending for the Faith. For the Faith with your host, Bay Area Pastor, Lecturer, Counselor, and Expert on the Cults, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner. And once again, Dr. Buckner is away this evening. He, His mom is having and celebrating her 91st birthday. Again, we just want to shout out, happy birthday, Mom. And uh, Dr. Buckner and his family have gone down to Bakersfield to help celebrate that uh, momentous occasion. I know he's going to be preaching Sunday down there. And so we just uh, trust that God's going to bless their time and give them a time of celebration and a time of of refreshing, but our phone lines are open, and you can still give us a call. That number is one eight 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 F O R K F A X. That's one triple eight three six seven five three two nine. Don't be shy. Pick up that phone and give us a call if you have questions or comments tonight. If you uh, want to talk about, <clears throat> if you need prayer, rather, and we're here to pray with you and for you. And also, I want to challenge you and and get your thoughts on your personal time with God. What do you do? What does your devotion look like on a daily basis? Maybe you want to give us a call and share what you do on a daily basis and how you have FaceTime with God. I'm sure the listening audience will be excited to hear and, and know that other people are involved and they're spending this time together. And it's it's important to know and get an understanding of how different people uh, spend time with God. So give us a call. Let us know what, what you're doing uh, on a daily basis to connect with God. Um, you know, we're so excited that uh, we've been on the air for many, many years now. And uh, so many of you have always held us up in prayer, and we appreciate that because we know the effectual fervent prayer of the righteous availeth much. And this is a prayer-driven ministry. Without your prayers, we definitely would not be on the air. And though we just want to thank those of you who have been constantly praying for us and those of you who have constantly and been uh, consistent in your giving uh, and partnering with us here at Contending for the Faith. We want to thank all of you for that. And, you know, the sad truth is that there are many out there who have been listening to this broadcast over eight years and never uh, given and never partnered with us financially. And this is a, a time during the summer months where we desperately need you to step up and begin to partner with us financially here at Contending for the Faith. Uh, it's a time when people go on vacation and we don't want you to go on vacation from your giving. So we need you to to remember our ministry as well as others, because this is a time when and good ministries begin to suffer. It's just the reality and it's a season every year. Uh, when summer hits, uh, a lot of folks struggle to maintain uh, their their radio commitments. So we want to encourage you that uh, it's an opportunity to invest in time and eternity. It's an opportunity uh, to touch lives you know, I've said this before, and I'll say it again, that one day you'll stand before God, and he'll tell you to turn around, and you'll see a vast multitude of people. You're going to ask the question, who are those people, Lord? And God's going to say, these are the folks that have made it into heaven as a result of your giving, as a result of your generosity, and as a result of you listening to the prompting of the Holy Spirit to provide and to give to ministries like ours and to ministries uh, other ministries as well that are doing the important work of God. So we want to encourage you. There are two ways that you can di- that you can give. 
One is simply to uh, address your uh, check or money order to Contending for the Faith, uh, P.O. Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. That's Contending for the Faith, P.O. Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. Now, the second way is so much easier. You simply get on your laptop, your tablet, your smartphone, and go to contendingfaith.org, contendingfaith.org, and hit the donate button, and away you go. It's that simple. It's that easy. um, And you will be a blessing for time and eternity. So we want to encourage you tonight, um, as God has blessed you, be a blessing to us, be a blessing for time and and eternity. So right now, it looks like we have a few callers waiting, and we're going to go to uh, line one with our brother, C.C. C.C., how are you doing tonight? Hey, how are you doing? Good. I'm in the hot seat, but I'm doing good. <laughs> that's good. That's good. That's good. <laughs> this is the first time for everything, and this was the first yeah. time. So uh, how did the message, uh, as Dr. Buckner always asks you, that's the question I'm going to ask you the same one. How did the message touch you tonight? Honestly, without not even, without honestly, honestly, how, how it felt from my heart, it, it was really good. I was just, I, it was really good. You named a lot of pathogens, and I, was, I didn't have my pen with me, so I was like, oh, man, he named this one first. I thought you was named like one or two, and then you, you said Psalms 19, and you said, and I was like, whoa, I, I said, I didn't have my pen ready. It was just like I didn't, I didn't, I didn't expect so many fastballs to be coming at me. I felt like a person out there, uh, like like a pitcher. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Those fastballs keep coming. You trying to hit the fastball? It's like it was just it was coming at me so much. It's like wow. So I was trying to soak up at the same time and trying to remember. So I thought to myself, let me just hold on to the hold on to at least two passages, and then because mm-hmm. I can't remember all these, and so that's what I tried to do. Yeah. yeah it, was, it was really good, man. It was really good. It was really encouraging, and you know. um, I can tell the Holy Spirit uh, was working through you, you know what I'm saying? And so it's just like, you know, the power of God works through you, works through uh, the doctor and whoever else who who does that. So I could tell that you had your face tied with him. And I really like that analogy that you used because um, I never thought of it like that because I see a lot of people – you know, doing the FaceTime thing. I don't, I don't, I don't really like that. I don't like people looking at my face when I'm talking to them. So I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't get on. I don't, I don't do that. So, but that 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 analogy was really good and. I don't know how you how you tied it over to, you know, us, and that's so true because we got so much time for, like you said, for for like video games and sports and all those other things. Those things are those things are good, but most a lot of times, like you said, people don't spend that time with God, you know. And it, and and as I always always believe, as the Bible says, it's appointed for man to die once after this adjustment. So, well, that's going to be the the most important thing besides not saying God don't want us to have fun, but that's the most important thing with you spending your face time with him because when we take our last breath and we all have to go one day is that's that's what's gonna really, really matter. Mhm. So mm-hmm. that really that really spoke to me a lot, you know. I really appreciate it. You know, I could tell you spent your face time with him, prayer and I could and mm-hmm. studying whatever else you I could tell that and the lifestyle that matches up with it too. So Hey, praise the Lord! I'm, I'm glad He used you tonight. You know, one thing about one of the things, the most important things about FaceTime, is, and I believe, I truly believe that if if believers would just spend that time with God on a daily basis, eighty percent of their problems would go away. Because when you're spending time with God, 
He speaks into your life. When you're spending time with God, you end up with peace, right? If you're spending time with God, if you if you lack direction, he'll give it to you. When you're spending time with God, um, you know, your, your, your concerns and your cares, you're casting those things upon him. And all of a sudden, that weight is off of you. And, and when we don't spend time with God, we're carrying all that stuff. And it's going to affect you spiritually. It's going to affect your health because now you're into a worry mode, right? You're worrying about, oh, I got to pay the bills. I'm worried about this. I'm worried about my health. I'm worried about this. And and you haven't spent time with God where he will give you peace, that peace that passes all understanding. When you don't get that unless you sit down and you have that face time with God. And so when we do that on a daily basis, it will revolutionize who you are. It will give you peace. It will change your health. You talk about having headaches and stuff all the time or stressed out. You won't have that because you're spending time with God and you're learning to listen to him. You're learning to be still before him. You're learning that he can carry that burden and that you don't have to. You'll begin to learn that and he will show you his faithfulness, right? As you begin to have uh, God answer your prayers and give you direction, all of a sudden you realize that you have this intimacy with the creator of the universe. The very God who spoke and everything leapt into existence wants to spend time with Cece. And this is just like when we were little kids and we want to spend time with our fathers. You know, we want to run in and jump up in their lap and play with them. And that's how God views us. And he delights every time we desire to come into his presence and spend time with him. It gives him joy. He, he created us for that moment. And that's something we should enjoy and have a desire when we wake up in the morning that, wow, the first thing our, our, in our minds, you know, after we get our cup of coffee <laughs> should be, wow, I get to spend time with my father. That I get to spend some face time with Abba, my daddy. That I get to get into God's presence and he's going to have something new for me today. He's going to show me something amazing. He's going to lead me to somebody I need to talk to maybe today. He's going to give me a new, a, a new revelation about his direction for my life. He's going to put me on a path of amazing adventure and that the Christian life should never be boring because we don't serve a boring God. So amazing things happen when we spend that face time. Amazing things happen when we take that time, God works in our lives. He created us for specific work. And most people never, ever figure out, why did God create me? What am I supposed to do? They walk around with a question mark over their heads all day long. Because they never asked God. They never spent time with God to discover how he shaped them, what he created them for. And it, scripture says he prepared a work for CC to do that only CC can do. He prepared a work for me to do that only I can do. So it's it's so vitally important. I truly believe that a lot of our issues would would go away if we just did that one thing. That makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. I'm enjoying hearing what you're saying. Yes, it does. It's so important, and you know, I, I get in front of people as much as I can with this message because it's it's a systemic solution. And when you know, I. I ask people all the time, you know, they're having problems, they're having issues. They come to me, Pastor Gary, this is going on, this is going on. I'm like, well, have you 
prayed about it? When's the last time you prayed? And then it's like, oh, man, two weeks ago when I prayed over my cereal, I said, that's not going to cut it. We got to spend time with God. Prayer should be our first response, not our last resort. First thing we do when we get into a jam, we need to jam to Jesus. Makes all the difference. And I can always tell, you know, people aren't spending that time with God. And therefore they have issues. And sometimes the issues don't go away, but God changes you. Sometimes the problems are still there, but God changes the heart. He changes you and your attitude. One of the one of the things that people, you know, I hear a lot is they have issues with people at work. They got this person on the job that drives them nuts. They got this supervisor on the job they can't stand. But I'm here to tell you that prayer works. And if you pray for that supervisor, if you pray for that coworker, watch God work. He'll change them or he'll change you. I used to think I was a patient man until I got this one supervisor who drove me out of my mind. (laughs) And God convicted me to begin to pray for that man. And, you know, God changed our relationship. He did it. I've seen him do it time and time again. And people always come back to me. It worked. It worked. He changed. They changed. I said, I know. Prayer works. And, you know, we just need to exercise that muscle and pray. But anyway, I didn't mean to do so much talking. So it looks I'm like you. complaining. <laughs> I'm not complaining at all. I was enjoying it. I was like, I was told you kept going. So it looks like you had a question from Romans chapter yeah, 2. Um, Romans chapter 2, verse 1. Uh, can you read that for us? Yeah, I'm sorry about that. I cut you off. Sorry about that. No, that's all right. Yeah, I don't like, I don't like to cut people off when they're talking. I think, you know, like, you know, I've been doing this since I was growing up. My bad. No, you're fine. Um, okay, all right. Uh, did you want me to read it? Yes, please. All right. It says, um, therefore, you are inexcusable, O man, whosoever you judges. For when you judges another, you condemn of yourself. For you judges do the same things. And then it goes on, you know, after mm-hmm. that. But yeah. So he's talking about God's righteous judgment. Um, the NIV says, You therefore have no excuse, you who pass judgment on someone else. For whatever point you judge another, you're condemning, condemning yourself because you who pass judgment do the same things, right? It's like. Uh, Jesus also spoke about, hey, how can you take uh, uh, a splinter out of your neighbor's eye when you have a beam or a plank in your own eye? You know, we we have to be careful about judging people because we are dealing with the same issues. None of us are perfect. Now, there's a difference between judging someone and being a fruit inspector. Jesus said you will know them by their fruit, right? You talked earlier about how um, our talk needs to line up with our walk. Amen? Mm-hmm. And so when someone who is professing to be Christian, um, if they're, if what they're saying doesn't line up with what they're doing, right, we can look into their life and say, hey, you know what? 
the fruit that you're exhibiting is not lining up with your walk, right? We can see that their life doesn't match up with their talk, and there's hypocrisy there. That makes sense? So we have, yeah. to, we have to be careful about judging, but it's okay for us to judge the, look at the fruit in somebody's life and say, okay, this person, you know, what is the fruit? You know, Galatians talks about is it the fruit of the spirit or is it the fruit of the flesh, right? You can look at someone's life and you know when somebody's not right. Things aren't right. Things aren't lining up. God gives you discernment. That's different than judging, pointing the finger. Well, hang on, CC, because they want to take a break as usual. We have to uh, abide by what the engineer says. But our phone lines are open, and uh, we still want to g- give you an opportunity to give us a call tonight. That number is one eight 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 F O R K F A X. That's one triple eight. Three six seven five three two nine. Don't be shy. Pick up that phone and give us a call. We'll be right back with more of Contending for the Faith. Hold on, CC. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Contending for the Faith with your host, Bay Area Pastor, Lecture Counselor, and Expert on the Cults, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner. My name is Gary Bell, and I'm filling in for Doc tonight. He and his family are in Bakersfield, California, celebrating his mother's 91st birthday. And once again, we just want to give a shout out to... Um, Mother Buckner for raising Dr. Buckner and as well as his brothers and sisters and family and doing such a wonderful job. And we just trust that Dr. Buckner, Nancy, and the rest of the family will have a wonderful time. And we pray for traveling mercies for them there and back. So we just want to let you know that our phone lines are open and you can still give us a call. That number is 1-888-F-O-R-K-F-A-X. That's one 888 Three six seven five three two nine. Once again, we want to thank everybody who's been praying for contending for the faith, and all of you who have partnered with us financially over the years to support this ministry and to keep it on the air. It is so vitally important that during the summer months that you become consistent and remain consistent in giving. Uh, this is a time of year when many ministries suffer, including ours. We need your help to keep this. Uh, ministry on the air from week to week. It costs us $400 a week to do this ministry. None of the none of the proceeds go to Dr. Buckner or myself. Everything goes right back into the cost of the broadcast. So we need your help. We need your consistent prayers as well as your consistent giving. There's two ways you can give. One is write a check or money order to Contending for the Faith, Post Office Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. That's Contending for the Faith, P.O. Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. The second way is so much easier. Simply go online with your laptop, your smartphone, uh, your tablet, and go to contendingfaith.org. That's contendingfaith.org. And click on the Donate button, and away you go. You'll be a blessing for time and eternity. So we were on the line with uh, CC. You're still there? Uh, yes, I am. All right. So we were talking about um, Romans chapter 2, verse 1, where it says, You therefore have no excuse, you who pass judgment on someone else, for at whatever point you judge another, you are condemning yourself, because you who pass judgment do the same things, right? And, you know, verses 2 and 3 help also clarify this because it says now we know God's judgment against those who do such things is based on what? Truth. 
So when you, a mere human being, pass judgment on them, and yet you do the same things, do you think you will escape God's judgment? And see, when God judges things, God has a full picture. You and I judge people, we don't see half of what's going on. We don't know what's going on in someone's life. It's a dangerous thing to pass judgment on a circumstance where you may not, this person may have issues you're unaware of. There may be circumstances in their life you're unaware of. But God sees everything, and God's the only one equipped to judge. So we need to make sure that we get the beam out of our own eye, right? Most of us are walking around with a, a, a truckload of lumber, let alone one beam. So we're really ill-equipped to be passing judgment or trying to get a, a, a splinter out of somebody else's eye. You know, and Paul says to the church in Corinth that there's lawsuits among you, right? He says, you guys are going to court and you're doing these things in front of unbelievers. And he writes that you should, don't you know that you will one day judge angels? How come you can't judge amongst yourselves, amongst the church, and take care of these things? Rather, you should have been defrauded than take somebody to court, another believer. So Paul comes down hard on the issue that we as believers, you know, we should be able to judge among ourselves what is right and wrong. And there was a case in, in Corinth where they were going to court, which was which was totally unheard of for believers. So this issue of judgment is a big deal. Wow. Wow. That's good. So do you have any prayer requests tonight? Yes, 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 yes. Uh, yes, I do. I have some prayer requests. Um, well, the first one I want to pray for, um, I noticed how you opened up your message, and I, I couldn't write this stuff down, but you had, you, you had said uh, in the beginning of your message some things about clarity and direction. It was like a lot of those things. I said, and I was, I said that would be a good prayer. That I would, I would want that in my prayer. So, I mean, if you, could, if you know what I'm talking about, if you yeah. pray, pray, yeah, pray for those, those things. I said, well, that would be awesome. That's what I need. Uh, if you could pray that and then also pray for me. Um, I have an issue with my apartment where um, I need my mailbox key. I have something from DMV that came there, and I lost my mailbox key. And um, they, they they lost the original cops. They don't have one, and they're not returning my phone calls. They're not, they haven't given my key. I can't get my mail out. I really need it from DMV. And so I really need God to step in because there's nothing I could do about it. You know, I need, I need the key. And yeah. um, so it's a pretty big big issue for me okay um also i just want to pray also um concerning the pressure around my head i I think it's also spiritual too you know in terms of where i'm getting attacked a lot so i want to pray pray you know if you could just pray for that too and then however else you feel led to pray for me and then just pray for my mother and my father and my family and then there's another issue i have is uh, i'm not going to say the person's name but it's a married woman that i know um and um She's there's a lot of infidelity just going on in her life, and I just really want God to to, to stop her. Whatever he, whatever measure he needs to do to you know to to, to stop her. Her husband her husband's unaware of it, so I just want God to stop her. You know, it, it, it grieves my heart to see that taking place. And, okay. Um, yeah, for my family. And the last request yeah. is, is this for the celebrity. Okay, uh, we 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 gotta we gotta jump on this because we're running out of time. Um, oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Just, 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 just pray. Just pray um, for uh, Mark Rose and um, Demetrius Ship, the guy who played played the role for Tupac, and then uh, Ja Rule 
and uh, 50 Cent. They're in a big feud right now, and I just want to—I just don't want to see them end up like how Tupac and Biggie did. That God could step in that situation between Ja Rule. Okay, well let's let's pray, Lord. We just thank you for CC and and the request that he's made tonight, Lord God, for life, purpose, joy, victory, wisdom, direction, confidence in his life. We pray also, Lord God, for this physical. Uh, pressure in his head, Lord God, that you would bring healing to that. And we pray over this issue with with Mark, Rose, and, and 50 Cent and this situation that may erupt into something tragic. We just pray, Lord, that, that you would just squash it before it could happen. We lift up his family as well and strengthen and encourage them in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, Brother CC, we got to run. We'll catch you next time. Okay. Sorry, I took so much time. Sorry. That's all right. God, God bless. Okay, we're going to go to Brother Rick. Are you there? Yes, I am. How you doing, Gary? Oh, man. <laughs> God is good. There's yeah. just one thing I wanted to piggyback off of, uh, off of what you said to, um, what you said to Cece about Romans uh, 2. Yes. A, Romans 2 is the uh, transition point from from Romans 1. Romans 1 is like Paul's, uh, Paul's bringing the evidence against the, uh, the, 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 the straight-up sinner. Mm-hmm. Straight up center and barbarian, and we saw that in Roman, Romans one was pretty devastating. Mm-hmm. But then in Romans two, he gets on the self righteous. There you go. Because because the, 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 it, it was interesting because I had a com- I, I, I had a Facebook conversation with a with a homeboy I haven't heard from in years, and, and it was all about a kosher market, and and he did something very he did something very innocent in a kosher market. A, a, a girl kind of came in. I don't know. And he was breaking it down between religious people and non-religious people. Uh, an Orthodox Jewish woman uh, passed uh, judgment on him because he said to he said to the little girl, "You're cute." Hmm. And, and and I know that he said it innocently. And uh, it, it's ama- it's amazing that uh, you go into a religious environment, but you don't have to you don't have to be religious in the uh, conventional sense either. You could be religious. Uh, you, you could be a communist and religious. You could be a, you could be a global warmist and religious, and all those type of things too. And you can come off very self righteous. Exactly. So so in Romans two, he really gets on the he, he's using the religious folks as the example of the self righteous because I, I I think we've all had times when we've gone into churches. I had it when I when I was growing up in a synagogue. And, I mean, the folks, folks can get really self-righteous. Yeah, it was an issue, especially back then, as it is today. Well, Rick, we really appreciate that yeah. clarification. It helps tremendously give some, some additional insight into that verse. Yeah, I mean, I, I, had an interesting, I had an interesting dialogue coming home from the hospital yesterday with a, a Palestinian Muslim. And even though I knew he was wrong on many things, me being right, was not going to win his heart. No. Because because that, that, that was, it was not what it was all about. My, my interest yesterday with this fellow was to get, get a dialogue going. I'm probably going to see him many times over and over again. And basically, I want, I want to develop some type of friendship with him. And who knows? Well, that's good. You want to build that relationship <clears throat> so that you have that ability to listen back and forth and, and have a dialogue. You know, you can yeah. ju- you could easily win the argument and lose the soul, you know, and it's easy to fall into that trap. Sometimes yeah, it takes patience and and 
timing to talk to people. And I realize I need a lot. Of, I, need, I need a lot of patience with this fellow. Right. He's a young. He's a young fellow too. Mm-hmm. But um, but he, he he really appreciated the fact that I did not uh, go off on him. Or That's right. Else. That's right. Well, Rick, we we're running out of time. Is there something we can I, pray I, I, for? Yeah. Pray, pray around my health. I, I, I think uh, Dr. Buckley told you I had the uh, special procedure done on my heart yesterday. Yes, and you did. Pray, pray around the, uh, the sleep. I, I had a sleep study done Monday, and I'm going to be seeing the doctor Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Pray, pray around the report that the doctor is going to give me around my sleep, my sleeping disorders. And that we get a chance to deal with that. And then the other thing is, uh, the procedure has gone very well. But the thing I need most prayer for right now, I'm taking blood thinners where historically I've had side effects of bleeding. Oh, boy. So I I am one of those people that has an issue of blood, (laughs) as they they would say. Okay, no pun intended. I, I I need prayer around that. Okay, well, let's pray. So, Lord, we just thank you for Brother Rick. You brought him a mighty long way. And, Lord God, we just pray that you continue to bring him all the way. Bless him, strengthen him, and encourage him. Lord God, you know this issue with the blood thinner, and we pray, Lord God, that you would just um, touch his body, Lord God, that there would be no side effects or, or allergic reactions, Lord God, that he would be able to handle the, the, the medications, Lord God. We pray for a good report regarding uh, the sleep order disorders, and, and Lord God, Sometimes we just, we need more than a good doctor. We need a great physician, and that's you. You've never lost a case. And so, Lord, we lift up Brother Rick tonight. We pray, Lord God, that you would help him, that you would strengthen him in his physical man, bring healing, life, and restoration and wholeness. Encourage him, and Lord God, continue to help him to fight the good fight. Continue to bless him, Lord God, to be encouraged and not discouraged. Help him, Lord God, lift him up, Lord God, where the enemy tries to keep him bowed down, Lord God. Keep him looking up and seeing your face. And we'll be careful to give you glory in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, Brother Rick, well, we thank you for calling in tonight. And we look forward to getting you back in the saddle again in the studio. All right, God God bless. All right, God bless, Rick. All right, we're going to go to our next caller, Jermaine. Are you there, Jermaine? How are you tonight? I'm here. Good to hear your voice. Yeah, good to hear you, brother. I know you don't have a lot of time, so I'll, I'll be quick. I was just wondering, is, I know some people use a scripture to justify divorce and to, to not justify, but is there ever truly a reason for divorce in God's eyes, or is that just something he allowed because, because of our hearts being messed up? Well, God does allow uh, provision for divorce in the issue of marital infidelity. So if you have a spouse who has, you know, basically cheated on their other, their spouse, that is grounds. But at the end of the day, even under that circumstance, Scripture says God hates divorce. So right. if you, you know, can get into counseling, if, if there is an issue of, of, of problems in the marriage, long before you hit the divorce court, you should try the course of, uh, getting into counseling and and good Christian counseling and work through the issues. Now, if there's there are other extenuating circumstances where where you may have a, a spouse that is being abused physically, uh, 
And even in that, I would at first suggest separation and then see if that spouse that's having these issues can get into counseling. But you have to keep yourself safe. Uh, And in that situation, again, separation versus divorce, before you go to the extreme of of ending a marriage, try to get that person the help that they need um, and, and see if it goes from there. Now, the other issue is if you are unequally yoked, um, if you're unequally yoked and if you're a believer and that uh, unbelieving spouse decides to leave, well, you can let them go and and be free to remarry. But listen, we've got to go. I hear the theme music playing in the background. So we really appreciate your call tonight. if you have more questions on this issue, call back next Saturday night. Dr. Buckner will be back, and I'll be out of the hot seat. Whew. Well, we've come to the end of tonight's exciting broadcast, and we'd like to thank Vince, our engineer, Frederick, our phone counselor, and you, our listening audience, for being part of tonight's program. It's important for us to hear from you. Your letters and cards are an encouragement to us, so please drop us a note and let us know how this program has blessed you. You can reach us at Contending for the Faith, P.O. Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. Please keep us in your prayers until next week at this time when we once again give you the opportunity to ask questions and make comments and dialogue with Dr. Buckner, always with one purpose in mind, to equip, exhort, and better enable you to contend for the faith. I'm Gary Bell. May God richly bless you. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for donald trump to hire i find out the worst enemy that i'm going to face in my life is right here in america they took my assessment and they wanted me to change it i was like i'm not changing it they had to get rid of flint with in-depth interviews archival footage and never before seen personal record to the man behind the headlines i just felt like i was drowning flynn deliver the truth whatever the cost available now watch it today go to salemnow.com salemnow.com